We are continuing our look today at the spirit of power. This is the fourth manifestation uh, in our list of seven manifestations of the spirit of the Antichrist. And uh, in the previous video in this series, which was part 14, we introduced the notion of the spirit of power and how the Antichrist is going to rule with an iron fist and have, uh, in some cases, supernatural powers. And he's going to use all kinds of techniques and deceit and so forth to exert his power and authority over the world masses in order to rule the world. And I hope you'll go back if you've not watched uh, session 14 and watch that uh, previous video in this series, part 14 on the spirit of power. Uh, we're going to introduce it again briefly and then get into several more examples of the spirit of power. That one, uh, I got uh, quite a bit of reaction from some people. Of course, I always do when I talk about fake elections, uh, and that's okay. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, uh, I get it, you know. Uh, I would just encourage you to study the topic for yourself. But in the previous video, we talked about the Council on Foreign Relations, Bohemian Grove, uh, the Bilderberg Group, and then, of course, uh, um, fake elections. And so definitely worth watching that as it's the first of uh, two now videos that we will have discussing the spirit of power. But today we want to get into global surveillance and the police state. Again, we're asking the question, since the spirit of the Antichrist is already at work within, a, within the world, uh, are we seeing examples of how the spirit of power, which is one of seven key characteristics of the Antichrist reign of terror that we see in Scripture, do we see that spirit of power evidencing itself, itself in new and greater ways today? And the answer is overwhelmingly yes. So we're going to get into some of those topics here in just a moment. As always, though, let us build the biblical foundation for this study. As I just said, the spirit of the Antichrist is now already in the world. And uh, Satan is preparing for this final cosmic struggle between God, the creator of the universe, and himself. Uh, he is the God of this age, the prince of the power of the air. The whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. This world is his playground, and uh, he is uh, eager to have it you know, in full control. He, he thought he had defeated God when he crucified uh, God's Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. But, of course, Christ rose from the dead. Three days later, he got the last laugh, and Satan shrieked in horror as he thought, Wow, I thought I'd won, but it's, the battle is not over from his perspective. Of course, Jesus said it is finished, and the battle is over. And in fact, anyone who by simple childlike faith trusts in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who died and rose again for his sins, can be saved from the penalty of sin because of the victory won at Calvary when Christ died and rose for our sins. So Satan, though, for the last 2,000 years since Calvary has been running around, scrambling, trying to prepare for this final battle uh, that will take place during a seven-year period the Bible talks about called the Tribulation. Uh, and there are various other names of it as well. The time of Jacob's trouble, the overflowing scourge, the great day of the Lord's wrath, the great day of the Lord, uh, those types of things. Um, but this spirit leading up to that is already at work. Many antichrists have already come because as we've talked about, Satan does not know when God's end times plan will kick in. So he's got to be ready at a moment's notice. And so therefore, as Paul said, the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. And I'm Touching on these just briefly, we go into a lot more detail in previous videos, but I know some of you that are watching every video in the series might get tired of hearing the same basis, but I always want to establish the biblical basis for each video. The Bible tells us that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith. And what will the nature of their departure be? They will be led astray by deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. And this is happening. 
so the Bible is, is plain that in the last days perilous times will, will come and that this is known as the spirit of the Antichrist that's already at work in the world. And so all we're doing is asking the question, if we take a look at the Antichrist, capital A, the future one, who will rule the world with a, in tyrannical terror, uh, and, and we see what the Bible says are some characteristics of his, it then follows if that spirit is already at work, we would see these manifestations today, and indeed we've seen them uh, throughout the last 2,000 years, but it would follow that they're increasing. Remember, 2 Timothy 3.13 says, evil men and imposters are getting worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So we're taking a look at some of these manifestations. We've previously looked at pretense, phenomena, pride, and now we're in the midst of power, the spirit of power. Again, I introduced this in the previous video, uh, session 14, or part 14, and we're continuing our look at the spirit of power in this video, which is part 15. So again, let's take a look, uh, for those of you that may not have watched that video, at what the Bible says about this future Antichrist as it relates to his power. 2 Thessalonians 2 says that the coming of the lawless one, that's the Antichrist, will be according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. With all power, signs, and lying wonders. As I've said, the Antichrist is not all powerful, powerful omnipotent, but he is powerful. And, and in order to get the entire world to follow him and bow down and worship him during that seven-year tribulation period following the rapture, he's going to have to exert incredible power. Uh, we've talked about how he's going to use phenomenalistic, paranormal-type things to deceive people. But those who cannot be brought on board the New World Order by uh, pretense and deception will be brought on by force and by power. And we're going to talk about that in this session today. Uh, Revelation 13 says, It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and authority was given to him over every tribe, nation, tongue, and, uh, every tribe, tongue, and nation. This is during the future tribulation period, when, during Satan's reign of terror, that seven-year period. Uh, Paul reminds us that uh, today our enemy is the prince of the power of the air, and uh, that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but what? Against powers. Against powers. These not physical enemies, though as we've talked about, Satan uses physical beings, human beings, uh, to as part of his conspiracy. But the ultimate power is a demonic power. Satan is the prince of demons. So our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, against powers. That's important to understand because the powers of Satan will be influencing the Antichrist and his powers will be used to deceive the world and usher in his dominance. Uh, in Daniel 7's account of the Antichrist, he describes him as dreadful and terrible and exceedingly strong. Again, we've talked about these in the previous video, so I won't belabor the point. In chapter 13 of Revelation, we read that the beast rising up out of the sea had seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns. And I pointed out that the crowns there, the word diadem, uh, were placed on his horns instead of his head because he doesn't rightfully deserve the crown. And his power is associated with his brute force, which is symbolized by the horns. I mean, an animal, uh, you, you cut off an animal's horns, he's not as powerful, right? And uh, on his head's a blasphemous name. Uh, and so, again, in, in going on in the very next verse, we 
read that the dragon, that Satan, gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. So make no mistake, this future world leader is doing the bidding of Satan. This is the, the climax, the final sequence in this long-standing, so far 6,000-year-old struggle of, of history as we know it, when Satan was kicked out of heaven and he's been trying to take over the world and defeat God ever since. And in this final sequence of events during that seven-year period, Things that involve, for example, the signing of the peace treaty that starts the clock ticking on that 70th week of Daniel, that final seven-year period, the uh, uh, battle of Gog and Magog, uh, uh, the uh, seal, trumpet, and bowl judgments, the abomination of desolation, the battle of Armageddon, uh, the two witnesses, the 144,000 missionaries that go out during the seven years and share the gospel. All of these things that happen after the rapture are coming to a head, and it's all because Satan and his pride will not let it go. He was defeated. He was dealt the mortal wound at Calvary, but he doesn't recognize defeat. In fact, true evil never waves the white flag of surrender. It's got to be ultimately put down. And, and that will be true of Satan when he is cast into the everlasting fire along with the Antichrist and the false prophet, and they will be tormented day and night uh, forever and ever. And we'll talk about that at the end of this uh, session. So, uh, we read in Revelation 17 that the ten horns here representing the future ten-nation confederacy that will be uh, at play during that global governance and the revived Roman Empire and Babylon and all of that, uh, that revived Babylon, uh, the seat of you know, religious power and political power and all working together in this great end times government scheme, a one world system headed by the Antichrist, that these world leaders give their power, they cede, if you will, their power and authority to the beast. That's the Antichrist. So again, several references there to power. So it follows then, based on God's word, that if these are characteristics of the Antichrist, this incredible, dreadful, terroristic power, and if it follows that the spirit of Antichrist is already at work, that we should see these types of things at play today. Uh, so uh, as we talk about the spirit of power, uh, I want to uh, you know, encourage you again to go back and watch the previous video in this series because I talk about several human elements that are conspiring with Satan. Remember, Satan's conspiracy involves both demons, human beings working together with himself in, in this grand conspiracy. And people have written about this and talked about this for centuries. Uh, I mean, in our own country, it goes all the way back to 1776 and uh, Freemasonry, and then the establishment of the Illuminati that same year, uh, and these the bloodlines of Satan as, uh, and the Illuminati as we uh, come down through the ages. We could get into a lot more detail about this, and I mentioned in the last video that I encourage you to take a look at my video entitled The Luciferian Conspiracy Diagrammed. I think it was about part four or so of this uh, Spirit of the Antichrist series, and if you're interested in learning more about this. But I definitely believe in conspiracy theories, but only the ones that are true. You know, there are ridiculous conspiracy theories out there that have no basis in fact. But for those who take the time to look behind the curtain and look through the lens of Scripture and see what God's Word says and overlay that with the facts and historical realities and documented truths uh, in history, you, you, you begin to see this Luciferian conspiracy plain as day. And yet every time I talk about it and speak about it, people who have never heard about it uh, really get animated. How, this can't possibly be. Well, 
It's true. And I just encourage you to look into it. People in world leadership have talked about it for years. Uh, Winston Churchill, remember, talked about how we've got to create an authoritative world order. And Charles de Gaulle, same time period right after World War II, said nations must unite in a world government. Um, I'm not suggesting that all of these people were directly Satan worshipers and at the top tier of that pyramid, but they were certainly pawns in the game seeking to usher in this one world system. I talked last time about uh, James Paul Warburg. Um, he was the son of uh, Paul Warburg, uh, who was the famous bankster. Uh, uh, he said, we shall have world government, whether you like it or not, by conquest or consent. So I won't take the time to repeat all of those uh, great uh, quotes, but there's no question that this has been something acknowledged, widely acknowledged, uh, through uh, the centuries. And remember what I said about Arthur Schlesinger, that we're, we're, we're not, he said, we're not going to achieve a new world order without paying for it in blood. So this new world order is something that many people have talked about. It's very much in the news today with the great reset that's coming, the economic reset. And they're using the phrase new world order once again. This has long been the goal of the Satanists. They believe that order has to come out of chaos. So they create chaos and rebuild it according to their design, which is Satan's design. And uh, you see some of this in the Georgia Guidestones, which I've talked about previously, and, and which is kind of the Ten Commandments for the Luciferian elite, where they want to reduce the world's population to 500 million, and they want to, uh, uh, you know, to usher in a one-world system. So what are some ways that we see this spirit of power manifesting itself today like never before? So we're going to talk about quite a few things in the remainder of our time in this uh, session, um, but I want to start out with, uh, broadly speaking, this notion of a bullying epidemic. You know, a lot of conservatives, I think, have really missed the point in this whole new phenomenon or trend of, of bullying. Uh, you know, they say it's just a you know, liberal whining. Oh, poor me. When I was a kid, I, you know, took it and, and, and accepted it. Well, that's, I understand that thinking, but when you dive a little deeper, you understand that this is, goes way beyond just playground shenanigans among seventh graders. Um, uh, a guy that, that's a great conservative researcher that I've read just about everything he's written has come out with a book just recently, Donald Jeffries, called Bullyocracy, How the Social Hierarchy Enables Bullies to Rule Schools, Workplaces, and Society at Large. And he traces this whole bullying concept and trend and how it's reached unprecedented heights today so that people in all walks of life, given even a modicum of power and authority, are bullies. They're, they're just harshly dictating. There was a time when leadership was about savvy and diplomacy and, and really you know, having true influence. But now it's just about you know, ruling with a rod. And, and so it's a real trend that has caught academia uh, attention, and that's why people are writing these types of uh, books uh, about it. So I highly recommend that. It's, it's interesting, uh, his, his kind of take on it. Uh, but how else do we see the spirit of power uh, manifesting itself? Well, through gun confiscation. A, a bill in New York would require people to prove their sanity before buying guns. Can you imagine? You want to buy a gun protected by the Constitution and the Second Amendment, but in order for you to be allowed to buy it, you've got to somehow prove to the state that you're worthy. And, and no telling what kind of questions will be on that pseudo-psychological exam. Uh, here's one. 
elementary school calls the cops on a six-year-old with Down syndrome for using her fingers as a gun gesture. Now, in whose world is something like this even remotely acceptable? I mean, I would submit to you that even 10 years ago, this type of thing would never have happened. And yet today, because of the spirit of power, this bullying concept, even those who are otherwise good, uh, you know, those who keep the law and protect and serve are now exerting their power over no less than a six-year-old child with Down syndrome because they made the symbol of a gun. Well, here, I'll make it. You know, are you going to come arrest me? I mean, this makes no sense. This was very recently in the news, October 4th of this year, 2020, when parents sue a Louisiana school district after their fourth grader was suspended for a BB gun during a viral class at home. Now, what's the story here? Maybe you remember reading this, but this student, because of the, the control of virus scandemic that is causing schools to shut down, was taking classes like so many public school students today at home. And he's involved in a Zoom class, presumably Zoom or some type of virtual delivery system. And the teacher notices uh, a BB gun in the background of his room in the, in the uh, bedroom. And so this teacher, teacher, again, with the spirit of power, takes it upon himself or herself to call the police. <laughs> and the police come and they end up, the school has a zero tolerance policy for guns, apparently even in your own bedroom at home, and even a toy BB gun that couldn't hurt a fly. You know, and they suspend the student. Well, good for the parents. They fought back. Here's one from my uh, home estate. This was, again, earlier this year. You think this is a hoax? Well, <laughs> think again. In, uh, uh, in Colorado Springs, a 10-year-old boy is handcuffed, arrested, and charged with a felony for playing with a Nerf bow and arrow. I'm not kidding. This was all over the news. Here's a local Colorado Springs uh, station. Uh, showing the boy arrested. I mean, this, this type of thing is unbelievable. These kids were playing in their front yard with a Nerf gun. A passerby saw it, stopped, came back, pounded on the door, griped at the parents for how dare they let their children play with a toy gun. And the police were called, and the man claimed that the kids were menacingly trying to point it at him, a Nerf gun, by a Nerf bow and arrow, no less. And... <laughs> uh, and uh, the police, in the spirit of power, did what? Arrested him and hauled him off. How else do we see the spirit of power manifested in our uh, culture today? Well, if you want to control and have power over people, you need to surveil them. And so we see this massive surveillance state uh, taking place, you know, with things like Siri, uh, you know, Ask Siri sometime, uh, hey, uh, Siri, are you spying on me? Nope. No, no, not at all. I mean, never mind that everything you say uh, with, you know, Alexa and, uh, you know, Alexa and all these other um, things is being stored somewhere in the cloud. I talked last time about the cloud. Remember, the cloud just means somebody else's computer. <laughs> I hope you realize that there's not that when we talk about the cloud, we're not literally meaning the clouds up in the air, which you don't even hardly see very many of those anymore because thanks to weather warfare and geoengineering, they're all fake. But even if there were real clouds in the sky, which occasionally there are, that's not what we're talking about. It's not like your voice goes up there and is stored within the, the climate. Uh, it's, it's literally someone else's computer. And so what do you think they're doing with that uh, information? Um, here's Alexa. Uh, excuse me, Alexa, delete what I just said. Whoop, sorry. 
No can do. Once it's out there, it's out there, and it stays in your bit bucket forever. Everybody knows what a bit bucket is, I would hope by now. If you haven't, you need to look it up. But, you know, everyone, uh, you, you know, is, is associated with a bit bucket in the massive servers in places like Sandy, Utah. And, and everything you say, type, write, speak is, is put in there and they can access it if needed. Now, you know, people all the time push back on this. Uh, fine. Don't believe me. Uh, you can do your own research on that because they say things like, well, there's no way they can monitor that. No, no, they, they don't have to monitor it. They just need the information there when they need it. And then they have unbelievable algorithms that can easily go back, for example, to the J.B. Hickson Bitbucket and pull every time that I said the word CFR or Bilderberg. And then they can do with it what you want. So once it's out there, it may not necessarily be directly impactive today, but as we continue to slouch toward Gomorrah and slouch toward a total police grid state, in total world tyranny, uh, if they need to crack down on, say, Christians or people that don't believe in vaccinating their children and giving them shots with aborted baby fetuses in them, uh, they may say, oh, we're going to see if it's in their bit bucket. What have they ever said negative about vaccines? And the next thing you know, there's a knock at your door. Don't think it can happen? Okay, just wait. Uh, here's an a article. Uh, from a couple of years ago, Yahoo secretly scanned customer emails for U.S. intelligence sources. Yeah, all the time this happens. The government agencies, CIA, NSA, DIA, you name it, FBI. Well, you know, and by the way, CIA, CIA, I recognize they're supposed to only be working uh, in, you know, outside of the government, but they've been working in, I mean, outside of our country, but they've been working inside America for years. Just look up uh, Operation Mockingbird. I've talked about that in a previous video in this series. But absolutely, government agencies will often pay and enlist pri allegedly private groups to give them data from their servers. Uh, how about this one? This was uh, kind of interesting. Uh, this is from February of this year. M many of you that are Samsung Galaxy owners may have experienced this, but you did experience it if you were paying attention. A strange message with a number one stacked on top of another number one mysteriously popped up uh, on get Samsung Galaxy devices. You can see it there on the screen. What's going on? It was caused all kinds of confusion. It was eventually cleared away, but What's going on? You don't think they control your devices? And even if you turn them off, they control them. Uh, so this power, this spirit of power is evidenced by uh, things like Google. I talked about this in a previous video. And I know I say that a lot, but I know we've got people uh, joining our YouTube community and subscribing to our YouTube channel, which I hope you'll do to, to be notified every time a new video is posted and help spread the word. We've got to wake people up to what's really happening uh, before it's too late. Uh, so I know I say that a lot and I, I hate to repeat myself. I apologize for that, but I, I want to make sure people know that they can go back and do more, in, uh, more study on this. But I've talked about how Google is really owned by the NSA. It was started by the NSA. I mean, on paper, it's allegedly owned by private companies, but it's been in bed from the beginning with the NSA. And that's the reason when you, if you type in a search on Google and I type in a search on Google, we're going to get completely different results because the algorithms behind it are, you know, uh, controlling all of that. And um, there's a great documentary out there. I think it's called Social Dilemma. Not sure if I've mentioned that before, but I highly recommend that. It will blow your mind as to what some of these whistleblowers from Google and from YouTube and from Facebook have said about the, the architecture behind their systems and what it really means. That's the reason I don't recommend Google as a search engine. Uh, the latest one that I uh, now recommend is DuckDuckGo because it doesn't save your searches, it doesn't track your searches, and it doesn't filter your searches. 
if you and I both put in the same search parameter, like uh, vaccine dangers in DuckDuckGo, doesn't matter what part of the world we're in or where we're at, we're going to get the same exact results. Whereas if you do that in Google, you're going to get nothing about all of the peer-reviewed journal articles like we talked about in our vaccine video uh, that talk about how dangerous vaccines are. You're going to get nothing but propaganda about the merits of vaccines and allegedly claiming that anyone who criticizes vaccines is fake news. So you want real searches? Quit using Google. Not to mention the fact that it's tracked by the NSA. Here's a picture of the uh, massive Utah Fusion Center in Sandy, Utah. We've driven by it. We've taken pictures. This uh, uh, can store as much as 12 exabytes of data. And keep in mind, just one exabyte of data equals one million terabytes or one billion gigabytes. <laughs> one billion gigabytes. So there's, they say these servers can store uh, 12 billion uh, gigabytes of data. And to put that into perspective, supposedly the text of all words ever spoken by human beings ever since the beginning of time can be stored in approximately five exabytes of data. Okay, and this is 12 exabytes, 12 billion gigabytes. Um, but I might mention for what it's worth to show you how great God is compared to human technology, just one gram of human DNA can hold 455 exabytes of data, not just 12. But anyway, this is where those bit buckets are. So everything's tracked back to your ID, your Apple ID, your online presence, your Facebook profile, all of that's all tracked. That's why you're seeing more and more uh, examples today where you sign up for some new service or some new, it might be a new electrical service or a new bill or some new app. And the first thing that comes up is, hey, do you want to use your Google credentials to log in? Uh, you know, I always say no. I want to just create my own email and password. But more and more, that's becoming harder and harder to do. So they're absolutely tracking this stuff. Um, you know, then uh, they've had this technology uh, for quite some time, and it, it's now just become commonplace, and we've been kind of boiled in the kettle about it. Uh, surveillance drones are not just for tracking terror, as Fox News tells us. Uh, they're everywhere. They're using drones to, to watch anything and everything, and there's nothing uh, you can do about it. Of course, you can't use your drone uh, to, to watch what secret things are going on in, you know, government authorities and police stations and so forth. Uh, and by the way, I want to mention, I should have mentioned this a moment ago, I recognize there are a lot of great men and women who serve uh, society as, um, you know, police officers. And, and the vast majority of them are great people wanting to uphold the law and keep peace and protect and serve. But more and more, we're seeing examples, this has certainly been all over the news, of the bad apples in the bunch who are exhibiting this spirit of power. And then on top of that, we've got uh, governments, you know, state governments, local governments, governors, congressmen, and so forth that love power, that are giving and granting authority to these law enforcement officers. And so, uh, you know, that's the reason you got to watch out. Uh, for it. So I, I recognize that not all of them, we're looking at some bad examples of the spirit of power, uh, but I want to be sure and mention how thankful we are for those God-fearing, patriotic men and women who serve um, and truly are protecting and serving. But uh, drones, you can't, you can't use your own private drone in certain government areas, but they can sure use their drones wherever they want, all over the place. Here's, uh, you know, red light cameras everywhere you go now. Even small little podunk towns because they get government grants from UN Agenda 2030 to put in these red light cameras in small little towns. They may only have one red light in the entire town and they've got a red light camera uh, on it. 
And uh, what are they, how are they enforcing them? By the way, the enforcement is subcontracted out often to other countries that aren't even part of the United States to make money. They buy the rights to these fines. So it's not even the municipality that gets the money for these fines. Whereas before red light cameras, if you ran a red light and a local officer pulled you over and gave you a citation for running the red light, you would go down to the county court and you'd pay that fine. Anymore, you just get a bill from some third-party company and you pay the bill. So it's all part of a interconnected global system of commerce and uh, a police state. Uh, I thought this was interesting. I just saw this last week. Uh, this was from uh, uh, a job posting uh, site, LinkedIn, actually. I couldn't think of it, but it's LinkedIn. And they're now actually hiring, quote, contact tracing reps. This was a job opening at a PepsiCo company. And you're seeing more and more of this contract tracing reps. Well, what is that? Basically, it's a person whose job it is to spy on all the employees and keep track of where they go off-site when they're not at work so that in case, this is ostensibly the reason, in case they come down with the control of virus, uh, then they can report to the authorities where this person has been. But this is where we've come in very rapidly just in the last few months as a society to where we now have an actual position before long, if the Lord tarries his coming, you're going to be able to major in contact tracing and get bachelor's and master's degree in contact tracing so that you know how to better surveil your fellow neighbor. Here's one. The U.S. Army funded a fully automated microaggression detector to catch implicit bias in the workplace. This out of Boston, Massachusetts. It was a $1.5 million grant to two professors at Northeastern University to try to figure out how they can do this. This is from February 3rd, 2020. So the idea is they put these little listening devices, which are now pervasive everywhere we go, like I mentioned, the whole Sandy, Fusion, Sandy Utah Fusion Center and the Bitbuckets. And if this device, is, which is programmed to detect uh, certain uh, you know, microaggression tendencies in your voice, thinks that you're getting too aggressive, then the police come. I mean, this is, this is right out of Hollywood uh, and, and the pre-crime technology. Um, and um, you know, if you can detect biased speech, you can detect everything, which is important if you seek to take control everyone and over everyone and exert power over everyone. Why do you think the military is funding this? And again, same thing with the military that I said about law enforcement. There are great men and women that serve patriotically and faithfully in our military, but a lot of them don't realize what is happening at the top tier and the top uh, levels. Uh, MasterCard recently uh, announced they want to identify you by your heartbeat, veins, and walking stride. <laughs> yep, that's right. Uh, MasterCard is investigating innovative behavioral biometrics such as your gait, your face, your heartbeat, and veins for cutting-edge payment systems of the future. Commuters may soon be able to ditch their bus pass and Access public transportation with technology, identifying them simply by the way they walk. Um, you know, this is this kind of thing is is unreal that, that that's happening, and it's happening rapidly. It's spiraling out of control. The European Union created the Transatlantic Facial Recognition Database with links to the United States. This from February twenty fourth, uh, twenty twenty. Led by Austria, they're calling for a creation of a system of interleaked facial recognition databases as quickly as possible, quote, unquote. Um, 
You know, this would be scanning things like individual DNA fingerprint, ad adding to this voter vehicle or vehicle registration databases and, and so forth. Uh, a massive biometric database, a complete prison planet. This is just from uh, less than a week ago, October, uh, more, a little more than a week ago, October 23rd, 2020 from CNN. How smart sensors are being installed in the workplace so they can track social distancing in the office. You drop a paperclip, you back up your chair to get it, and ding, 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 alarms go off. The corporate security comes in and says, you've gotten too close to your coworker. Folks, if you don't think this control of virus scamdemic was an engineered uh, control mechanism, you're just not paying attention to what's happening. And make no mistake, the virus is real. People really get sick. Uh, but it's not about what it's about especially when 99.74% of people diagnosed with it survive and 85% uh, are symptoms either are no symptoms or so mild that they don't need any kind of hospitalization. And we've never done that with anything else uh, in the world. So remember this surveillance. Every time you type something, every time you speak something, every time you use Siri or Alexa or whatever the other uh, different versions are, I like what one lawyer said, dance like no one is watching, but text, post, and email like it will be read in court someday. That is really good advice. YouTube is, obviously, we've talked about this censoring and limiting access uh, to videos. That's another mechanism of power. Knowledge is power. So if they can control knowledge and information, they will have more power over you, and, they will, and it will allow them to you know, promote their lies and their disinformation and misinformation and deception so that people will eat it up. I mean, I, I hardly blame people today who, you know, uh, wear masks and, and social distance and do all the things, even though there are countless studies again and again and again, just came out with one just this week from the American Journal of uh, M uh, Medical Association talking about how dangerous it is for people to wear masks when they're healthy. Not just because it, you know, uh, lowers your CO2 intake and allows you to regurgitate the germs. I mean, our, basically, we're breathing in our own exhaust. You know, the reason they don't connect your exhaust system to your AC system in your cars is because you want that stuff, you know, blown out of the car. Same thing is true with the human body. God made us that way. We exhale to get rid of the germs. So you put a mask on and you can't, you can't do that. And so there have been study after study after study censored by the mainstream media, even otherwise discredited groups that, that are often purveyors of misinformation, like the World Health Organization and CDC, because they're such mammoth organizations, they can't control every little uh, desk and, and, and writer, uh, are reporting this. I, I would encourage you to check out the, uh, I can't remember the name, there's a magazine put out by OSHA, uh, and the editor of that magazine has written an article in which he talks about how for decades OSHA's requirements have talked about the dangers of masks and how you should only wear them for a limited time, like when you're sanding something because you don't want to breathe in uh, sawdust. But, but he talks about not just because of the regurgitating, you know, breathing back in regurgitated air and the, the shutting down the oxygen that you're trying to breathe because it restricts it, but he talks about another whole thing that a lot of people haven't talked about, and that is the reason OSHA has talked about not call, not allowing or requiring your employees to wear them, and it's a violation of OSHA standards if you do, it's because most masks are coated in carcinogenic material. And that's the way they're manufactured. Go look it up. Read that article. So I get it. But the, the, the power of media is so strong and fear 
Fear is such a factor right now uh, that it's causing people to, to get in line. But we need to th- break free from fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. We need to think for ourselves. And if all you do is get from mainstream media like YouTube, you're going to miss out uh, because they're censoring things. And it's a, it's a concerted effort of you know, power uh, when they adopt this code of censorship so that you don't have access to valid information. Um, this, according to the UN, a new law could cause speech police to come and arrest you. And, and, and it'll be a criminal offense if you criticize mainstream thought on certain things. So we've talked about how YouTube is declaring war on liberty and uh, you know, the thought police begin the purge. There are videos that you could find even a year ago on YouTube that you cannot find anymore. Videos exposing truth that are now banned from uh, YouTube. Uh, it's also banning unauthorized comments. You disagree with someone, you can no longer comment on it. That's the reason I don't have comments on my uh, videos at Not By Works YouTube channel because, first of all, uh, that, that I give up control of who's going to say something. It may say something inappropriate, profane, something that blasphemes our Lord, and I don't have the time to go in and monitor that and, and delete the comments and all that, and I've just not found it to be productive. If you want to comment on one of my videos, email me, and I get plenty of unsolicited emails uh, that way. Uh, but, you know, the so-called free speech that we are guaranteed under the First Amendment, at least in the United States of America, uh, apparently does not include the right to question vaccines, transgenderism, chemtrails or geoengineering, weather warfare or GMOs or pharmaceutical cartels or anything else. In Canada, this from earlier last year, Justin Trudeau is pushing for, quote, significant penalties for online, quote, hate speech in Canada. And once again, we saw this with the UN, speech police will be on patrol to throw you in jail. So this is just another example of the spirit of power. We also see the beginnings, and I talked about this just briefly in our study, our session on vaccines, how Big Pharma is creating electronic smart pills that can track you through uh, computer chips. So uh, think about that the next time you get an automated call like I got last week from your doctor saying, hey, it's time for you to come in and take the flu shot. Uh, Don't take the flu shot. At least do yourself a favor and research it and recognize that these doctors, no matter how nice they are and how much you trust them, and you might have been their patient for 30 years, ask them how much money they get from the pharmaceutical companies based on the percentage of their patients that take the flu shot. That's not in dispute. I would, I would venture to say none of the doctors turn that down. If, they, if they've 60% of their patients take the flu shot, they get a kickback. If 80%, they get a bigger kickback. Ask your doctor. Uh, about it. So, uh, you know, Facebook says it's going to stop allowing ads that discourage vaccines. Why? Because they want people to take the vaccines. And again, the spirit of power doesn't always just mean by force. There are other ways that you can manipulate and exert power over people. How else do we see the spirit of power manifested? Well, how about this? Microsoft premonition. Uh, This is amazing. Uh, they're seeking to ask the question, to answer the question, could potential pathogens be detected early in the environment before they cause outbreaks? So Microsoft has launched Premonition, in which they use hardware spaced out in different places around the country in conjunction with drones that fly over automatically and read this data. So far, it's tapping into just mosquitoes in particular, 
uh, to try to kind of read the biometrics and data and, and, and information. Uh, but what are the implications of that? I mean, every experiment that they do on human beings started out on animals first in a laboratory. Uh, and then this one really sent chills up my spine. Amazon announcing its partnership with Ring in a new indoor security drone. And how will this always home cam work? Well, it's simple. Instead of the traditional cameras that you might have set up facing your front door, maybe on your front porch or your back door, so that if someone breaks in, you've got them, a typical security camera. This is one that actually flies around your entire house, and it can fly outside the perimeter of your house. And it does this while you're gone, again, uploading everything in your house to I mean, everything on your desk, everything, where your safe is located, what you set your uh, thermostat at. Of course, that's already uploaded to the cloud through smart meters. But anyway, it's just complete and utter disclosure of everything in your house. Ostensibly, the way they're marketing it and the reason people are eating it up is that they say, well, what if a, uh, a, an intruder while I'm on vacation blacks out one of the cameras at the front door? Then he has all the time in the world. But if this camera is secretly you know, floating around in your house uh, until he notices it, you're going to have a better uh, security. So, uh, I mean, these are the kinds of things that are creating a complete and utter Big Brother prison planet. Big Brother's not just a television show. We are developing a, a true uh, prison uh, planet. How else do we see this spirit of power? Let's talk about one more. Let's talk about the spirit of power as it relates to the monetary system and the private Federal Reserve. That's right, the private Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is no more federal than Federal Express. It's a privately owned company owned by six individual families who then print the money. The United States government buys it from them. That's why every dollar bill that you have is called a Federal Reserve note. It's a debt instrument. And the government pays interest on everything that's printed. Why do you think the Fed, which everybody thinks is part of the U.S. government, it's not, it's privately owned, loves printing money, QE3, QE4, QE5, QE infinity, because it just makes it that those six bankster cartel members get richer and richer and richer and richer, the way central banks have always worked. And when we ceded control of our monetary system to the central bank in 1913 on an island outside of Georgia called Jekyll Island, went over the Christmas break, uh, a few elite globalists got together from Congress and passed this bill, even though the vast majority of congressmen were on vacation, and hence we have the Federal Reserve. Uh, and, and so this uh, is the reason it's manipulated. You, you don't think the, fe the, the stock market and everything related to the economic system is manipulated? It's completely manipulated. And, and that's the reason it's very unreliable. You know, one day the stock market's up, the next day it's down. You know, one day COVID has it, you know, causing problems, uh, next day it's not. And that's, this is all by design. Uh, years ago, The Economist magazine talked about in a front page cover story, get ready for a world currency. And now we hear the World Economic Forum talking about a global financial reset. We could do several series on just this um, topic alone, but, you know, researchers that are far more gifted than I am and at this stuff have written, have done a lot of great documentaries over the last couple of months 
talking about this, the World Economic Forum announcing that come January, although they just recently postponed it because of, you know, COVID is taking longer than they thought. So they're now saying it's going to be probably more like June of next year. But this complete and utter global financial reset. And this didn't just come about because of COVID. They've been talking about it for years. In fact, you could research and show that a lot of the graphs and charts and diagrams and explanations on the, the, the WEF World Economic Forum website were there long before COVID. They just went in and added a piece to the puzzle of COVID as an instigator of why this is now necessary. And they're using the control of virus scandemic as a means to say we need a world system of, of government and a world system of finance and no more national uh, sovereignty. So things are rapidly spiraling out of control. We see things like the governor of the Virgin Islands ordering the National Guard to seize Americans' firearms. We see the National Guard all across mainland America doing practicing gun confiscation uh, drills uh, because they, they think there's going to come a time when they need to do that. Uh, in fact, they do all kinds of techniques like the gab and grab concept where they knock on the door and, uh, and just say, hey, I, you know, I hear you've got some nice uh, guns. I'd love to see it. I'm a law enforcement officer and I love guns and I always like a fellow gun owner. And can you show me your collection? And then they say, oh, yeah, I'd love to you know, come on in. You let them right in to your house. You get your, you know, some of your handguns out of the handgun safe and you show them. And they, oh, man, this thing is awesome. This is way better than my Glock. And, man, can I take this down to the station and show my buddies? I know they'd love to see it. And you go, yeah, sure, that's, that's great. You never see it again. It's called a gab and grab technique. They're using it all over the place. Uh, Governor Nuisance, as I call him from California, uh, Governor Newsom, I call him Governor Nuisance, uh, places the National Guard on alert. Uh, we see this happening all over the place. The Boston Marathon uh, was uh, bombing that happened a few years ago was a good dry run and test case for martial law. These are all pictures that should scare the daylights out of you of the things that happened in the aftermath where National Guard and military and SWAT teams were going house by house, pulling innocent citizens out of their house. Now you say, oh, well, they're just trying to save us from the boogeyman. Look, that's never happened before. I mean, in, at least in America, a lot of times there are criminals that robbed a bank or committed a murder or drug drive-by murders, and they don't go shut down entire neighborhoods and go house by house with, with full SWAT gear yanking you and your baby out of the house and say, let us in, we're going to search your house. That was unprecedented. That was unprecedented. And yet we see this happening more and more. Uh, then the, recently with the COVID crisis out of Oregon, we saw a strange sight of masked, camouflaged federal authorities on guard and involved in protests, and nobody knew how they got there or where they got there. Uh, the, the federal government doesn't have the right to send in troops, and so the U.S. attorney is saying, we need to investigate. Who were these masked men, right? A New Jersey story out of New Jersey here. Uh, a property developer warns tenants to get rid of all guns and rifles, so they don't have to literally confiscate it. They could come to the point where they say, uh, you, you, my, I own this building. You can't live here unless you get rid of all your guns. Lots of different ways to exert power in this spirit of the Antichrist already at work within us. And the spirit of power is one of those. Uh, so uh, lots of ways. I, I remember talking about this years ago when the Department of Homeland Security and TSA were first founded uh, after 9-11. You see on the left there, one of the early um, naked body scanners that was used all throughout America. It was not used in European countries because everybody knew that it caused cancer. And a lot of people were blowing the whistle on this early on, including yours truly, and talking about this, uh, and yet they still used them. I've never once 
walked through a naked body scanner. I've always chosen to have the invasive pat down instead because I did the research. Finally, after years and years and after a class action lawsuit was filed by the, T, uh, by the TSA workers at Logan Airport in Boston, the government quietly took all of those ones you see on the left there with the two monolithic type blue boxes that you used to have to stand between and go like this, took them out of all the airports and replaced them with these millimeter wave ones that you now see everywhere. They're just as dangerous. Different technology, same kind of technology behind the Moderna COVID vaccine uh, that were with the luciferin enzyme. It, it messes with your RNA and DNA and causes serious problems. Don't do it. Don't go through it if you have to fly. I wouldn't fly at all. Now, I'd, I'd rather walk a thousand miles than fly unless I absolutely have to. I've got to speak in Alaska coming up this spring and I'm going to have to fly, and I'm not looking forward to it at all with the masks and the whole bit, but you got to do what you got to do if you want to get the gospel out. But if you don't want to go through one of those, then you got to go through one of these invasive, uh, nice uh, massages. Uh, and I've had hundreds of these. There was a time when I was traveling for about 10 years straight, 200 days a year, and uh, I've seen some things that just chill me to the bone. What about checkpoints? Uh, this uh, out of... Uh, you're probably thinking Moscow or somewhere in Russia or a closed nation where they have checkpoints and you got to show your papers. Nope, this is out of Texas. Uh, they can stop you for any reason without cause and just demand that they show your papers, demand that you uh, adhere to a sobriety test. Um, used to, if you were thought to be drunk, if you were swerving or someone reported you because you were coming over the line or you were clearly drunk, they would call the police, they'd pull you over and they'd give you a breathalyzer and you could refuse it course and any thinking person would but eventually they're going to get the officer's testimony and you're going to go to court and you're going to be a judge but not anymore not anymore you're you're you have no choice they put up these signs all around the state dwi no refusal blood warrants not just a breathalyzer but literally they can pull you over at will stick a needle in your arm on the side of the street and, uh, and test it right there at these mobile testing sites that are spaced out. You don't believe me? Check it out. Do the research on this. This is all over the place happening, not just in Texas, but it was primarily started uh, down there in the People's Republic of Texas. Um, but, you know, you, you say, well, don't you need a warrant? Yeah, here's how they, they do it. They have a judge on duty during these particular no-refusal blood warrant time frames, and uh, that judge is sitting at home watching reruns on Netflix or whatever he's doing. A cop pulls you over at one of these checkpoints and says, I want to take your blood. They, no, you can't stick a needle in my arm. This is a free country. You don't have the right to do that. He calls that judge on his cell phone at home. I got another one. The judge says, consider it approved, hangs up and goes and sticks a needle in your arm. That's the way it works. Welcome uh, to America. The NDAA has been in the news quite a bit uh, where they've denied the writ of habeas corpus. This is not just an Obama or Democrat thing. Republican presidents have done it as well. Even Newsweek asked the question, when can the federal government kill its own citizens? Because under the NDAA, uh, you can. And then I threw this one in here because I really didn't know where else to put it. But I began preparing this study uh, on Spirit of the Antichrist a long time ago in preparation for a uh, message I was going to preach at a prophecy conference in Tulsa last March. Well, of course, that was canceled, like all other conferences, because of COVID. And uh, so I had already done a lot of the research. And long before this COVID virus had been in the news at all in America, it was still just over in China, I saw this story. Uh, and so th this is from February 10th of 2020, where the creator of the Bioweapons Act of 1989 in the United States admitted that the coronavirus is a biological warfare weapon. There's no question that such a virus exists. 
COVID, corona, virus, uh, you know, uh, disease. Uh, it's a SARS-2, the Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome number two. By the way, it's been 20 years since SARS-1 came out. We still have no vaccine for it because you cannot have a vaccine for a cold. And that's the reason this uh, they're testing so many people is that if there's any remnants of any coronavirus, which is just the common cold in you, it's going to test positive. It doesn't have to be this particular strain. Um, but anyway, this uh, is widely now known to have been a biological weapon. And it wasn't just Wuhan. It was a, a lab in North Carolina, Fort Detrick, that worked with Wuhan and worked out this biological weapon. Whether it got out by accident or by design, who knows, but it's sure getting a lot of mileage. What's the answer? I know I've thrown a lot at you in these last two videos. A lot that you should think about, that you should look into. Don't just take my word for it, but recognize that the spirit of power is on the rise, setting the stage for the future one world government. What do we, what do, we do with this information? Let me remind you as we close of a few very important things here. Number one, the Bible tells us that greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Satan has already lost, which means the Antichrist and the false prophet has already lost, which means we do not have to bow down and worship at the spirit of the Antichrist and those doing his bidding in this present age. We are victorious. Jesus Christ, if you know the Lord Jesus, dwells within you. If there's been a time in your life when you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ and him alone as the only one who can forgive sin and give eternal life, then at that moment you became born again and you're a Christian. And so we do not have to fear the spirit of the Antichrist. Uh, we know that according to Jesus, uh, the, uh, now is the judgment of this world, and now the ruler of this world will be cast out. He's referring here in the context to his impending death on the cross. The very next verse, he says, If I be lifted up from the earth, that is, on the cross, I will draw all peoples to myself. And the ruler of this world, Satan, was cast out. The die was cast. The victory was won. It was all over at Calvary 2,000 years ago. What we see playing out now is just simply uh, the, the effects of a fallen world and the inequities of life as God, who is patient and not willing that any should perish, is giving people as much time as possible to receive the free gift of eternal life. So we need to be reminded that even though there is a spirit of power that is a, ultimately a bankrupt spirit that cannot contravene or stop God's plan of the ages when he's going to send his son and our Savior back to the earth to take the throne, and rule in a kingdom of peace and righteousness and justice. Um, remember, the cross disarmed principalities and powers, making a spectacle of them and triumphing over them in it. It there is the cross. So Satan was humiliated at the cross. He played his best card in the deck when he indwelt Judas and betrayed Christ and had him crucified on a hill outside Jerusalem called Golgotha. That was as best, the best he could do. And what happened? Christ rose from the dead and disarmed the principalities and powers and triumphed over them in it. Psalm 2, written by King David, we know this from the New Testament record, reminds us that the people plot a vain thing, these rulers who take counsel together against the Lord. They may try and hope to exert power and rule the world someday, but it's vain. It's vain. And God laughs from his throne in heaven. Uh, in Revelation chapter 18, at the end of the tribulation, we, talk, we read about the fall of Babylon. This is literal Babylon on the Euphrates River, rebuilt. Um, and uh, it says, Babylon shall be thrown down. Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found 
anymore. Why? And the people's response to how the beast, the Antichrist, and the city of Babylon were destroyed in that future end times period. The people cry out, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and what? Power belong to our God. Where does power belong? To God. To God. They go on to say, For true and righteous are His judgments, because He has judged the great harlot Babylon, uh, the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication. He has avenged her blood. Believe me, God wins in the end. So yes, there is clearly a spirit of power manifest in the world today, setting the stage for the future reign of the one world leader, the Antichrist. But we need not fear that spirit of power. We need to be aware of it, be prepared for it, but never scared of it. Because God ultimately is the omnipotent one, and Satan's days are numbered. Hallelujah and amen. So that uh, kind of covers what I wanted to cover under the spirit of power. And on our next installment, we're going to move on to number five on my list of manifestations, and that is the spirit of persecution the spirit of persecution. Thanks for watching. Help us spread the word. Uh, these are available in podcast on all of your favorite podcast channels. Just search for the Not By Works Ministries podcast. And of course, the video, which has all the visuals and the, the slides and stuff that I uh, use heavily in my presentations uh, is even better. But if you can only listen to it, spread the word about the podcast. Spread the word about our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash notbyworks. Encourage people to sign up and subscribe for that. A lot of other great uh, information there too, uh, doing some series uh, teaching on the doctrine of salvation, doing some series on teaching verse by verse through the book of Hebrews. Uh, but thanks for watching and uh, we'll look forward to uh, the next one on the spirit of persecution.